Kira no koutou katou toa e koronei ki tō tātou tuanga Pacifica me konei i a mātou i te reiteo ni Tireni, kwa uteia ko Koroe Hawkins. Coming up... You know, we have our arrangements with our two independents that have been part of the government for the, this term. Coalition building underway in the Cook Islands, also... Those people who tamper with ballot boxes, who interfere with the electoral process, will be arrested. Papua New Guinea police are on the hunt for instigators of recent election violence and... Cook Islands Language Week is in full swing in Aotearoa. A scrap is ensuing in the Cook Islands as the country's political parties try to digest the outcome of the August 1st general election. No one party has a majority in the 24-seat parliament, although the ruling Cook Islands party is in the strongest position. Don Wiseman has more. The Cook Islands party, headed by Prime Minister Mark Brown, has 10 seats, with the possibility of others coming their way with the postal and special votes. Mr Brown, who came to the Prime Ministership just two years ago when Henry Puna stepped down, is very keen to register a victory in his name, but he recognises it's all up in the air at the moment. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, There are still two seats that are hanging in the balance, and the special votes that are yet to be counted by the end of the week or by next week should determine where things are and what the next steps to be taken will be after the, the final count is taken. Yes, but all the signs are that there's going to have to be some sort of a coalition government, isn't there? Yes, yes, indeed. You know, we have our arrangements with our two independents that have been part of the government for the, this term. We'll be looking to continue with that arrangement into the next government. Do you think you can work with the United Party or the Democrats? Well, any good politician should be able to work with any party, and but we'll wait and see what the final count is and see who we need to talk to after that. So there's not going to be any negotiating going on until that final count's made in a week's time? Oh, I'm sure there are discussions taking place uh, as we speak between different people. But, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see what the final count is and where the final standings are for the numbers, and that'll tell us who we need to talk to, if anybody, after that. The critical factor has been the emergence of the United Party under Tiriki Heather, who was once Deputy Prime Minister and part of the Cook Islands Party. He lost his seat in 2018, and that led to the establishment of United. Mr Heather says he's delighted the party's won four and possibly five seats with the United candidate and the CIP candidate level pegging on Natangia. You know, for first-time party, you know, we're able to have seats, unfortunately for the Altaris, but for us, for me, grateful that uh, we have seats here uh, on the main island. So the reality, though, I guess, is that the Cook Islands party has got the greatest number of seats. It's in the best possible position to form a government, isn't it? Oh, yes, yes. So would you be interested in forming a government with the Cook Islands Party? Oh, no. No, not with the Cook Islands Party. So if there was to be a coalition, it would need to be united, the Democrats and the Independents? Most likely. Yes, Don. But are you working toward that? Uh, Not at the moment. Uh, So waiting for the outcome of Ngatangir and not really in a position to actually sort of uh, negotiate or otherwise uh, make a possibility of forming a government. I'm just waiting. Tiriki Heather says a key matter for his party would be to abolish the 45% salary hike that politicians got back in 2019. He says such a move is vital when so many in the Cooks are struggling. Recovery means that we have to make sacrifices with the new party and this is one of them, sacrificing the sort of the 45% increase which I believe then was unfair uh, to this country and is the reason why we made it sort of part of our policy 
in our manifesto. The Democratic Party got 11 seats back in 2018, just six seats this poll, and some of those are on slender margins. The leader, Tina Brown, who works as a lawyer in Rarotonga but represents the atoll of Rakahanga, 1,248 kilometres to the north. She told me it was not apparent why the Democratic Party has lost so badly. Yeah, I think they took some seats off us, the seats in, in Pu'ekura in Rawatonga. At the end of the day, they were obviously swayed by the, the campaign and what people said uh, while they're campaigning. So what now for the Democrats? You've been, for such a long time, one of the pillars of Cook Island's politics. Is that going to continue? Oh, I think it will. At the moment, we've got 10 CIP, 3 independent, 5 united and 6 democrats. Those figures suggest um, a coalition, a couple of coalition options. So would you be talking to United? Oh, definitely. I will be and have been talking to United and others. Three of the Outer Islands have voted in independence, two of whom, as we heard from Mark Brown, banked the government last time. The single success of the One Cook Islands Party in 2018 also backed the CIP at that time. But that organisation, which eschews any reference to parties, has disappeared from the Parliament this time round. The Chief Electoral Officer, Tagi Tangimatua, says they are still to count declaratory, postal and special votes. She says the final count will take place in one week. On Monday, New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern visited Samoa with a parliamentary and community delegation celebrating the 60th anniversary of the signing of the Treaty of Friendship between Aotearoa and Samoa. RNZ Pacific's Susanna Suisuiki was there to witness the occasion. The closest of friends, even kin. Samoa reopened its borders on the 1st of August and Jacinda Ardern and her delegation were the first international arrivals. They were welcomed with a traditional ava ceremony that took place on the grounds of the Robert Louis Stevenson Museum. Fittingly, this was also the site of the original signing of the Treaty of Friendship in 1962. In her address, Samoa's Prime Minister Fiamme Naomi Mata'afa says she felt history was repeating itself as her father, Fiamme Mata'afa Famuina Mulinu Ulelua, Samoa's first Prime Minister, was instrumental in the signing of the treaty and the country's independence struggle. I feel an emotional twinge as this will be the second time this year that history has repeated itself. On the 1st of June, 60 years later, I had the honour to raise the flag of independence, repeating the honour afforded to my father. Among the delegation were members from the Samoan diaspora, including veteran Samoan broadcaster Tsavai Meni, Reverend Alofalale, and Labour MP Dr. Anai Neru Lewasa. Dr. Anai says if it wasn't for the treaty, his family wouldn't have been able to migrate to New Zealand. And for us to prosper in New Zealand, and for you know my siblings to... Um, get a good education, good good career. New Zealand-based Radio Samoa host Tawai Mini says the strong relationship between Samoa and New Zealand is worth celebrating. It's relevant in a way that uh, we are Samoans living in New Zealand and New Zealand is supporting Samoa in so many ways. So um, it's, it's, very, it's very important and 
I think it's always good to see two countries supporting each other. Reverend Alofa Lali says the trip has been a pilgrimage for her. When the plane touched down in Samoa, it made me think of my parents leaving Samoa. They left before the Treaty of Friendship was signed, so they were in New Zealand when that happened. So it was like a full circle coming back to Samoa. For me to land on the 60th anniversary of this Treaty of Friendship was such a huge privilege. However, the relationship hasn't always been smooth between the two countries. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern acknowledged the times where Samoa was negatively impacted by New Zealand's actions. There are, of course, elements of our relationship and our history we have to acknowledge there were, there were things that uh, we have apologised for as a nation. There's an appreciation that our relationship has matured. Um, it's continued to acknowledge where the past uh, has created wounds, but it looks very much to look forward. On Tuesday, the final day of the visits for the New Zealand guests, Jacinda Ardern inspected a guard of honour outside the government buildings and held bilateral talks with their mayor, Naomi Mata'afa. After their meeting, Prime Minister Ardern announced New Zealand's pledge of 15 million New Zealand dollars towards Samoa's climate resilience and 12 million New Zealand dollars to rebuild the iconic Savalalo market, which burnt down in 2016. In conveying her gratitude for New Zealand's assistance, Fiamme noted the market was important to the local economy and the rebuild will make it more accessible for locals and tourists. We've determined this is such a significant business hub and it needs to be centrally placed so that it's accessible. So that decision was made. There will be, as many markets are around the world, they become iconic and an experience for tourists, but of course it, the main point is, is that it's accessible to the locals. Though short, Prime Minister Ardern says the visit was warm, friendly and productive. She says Samoa has a lot to be proud of, and this includes the significant contributions made by its people with New Zealand. The Samoan community in New Zealand, the diaspora, makes a significant contribution. It adds depth and diversity, contributes to our education, our NGO sector, our religious communities, our civil society, in every walk of life. It is the third most spoken language in Aotearoa. And so for us, it's about what we can do to continue to work together in the spirit of that partnership. As the last of the counting is being completed after the Papua New Guinea election, police are preparing to crack down on those responsible for the violence of the past several weeks. Last week, the date for the final declaration of the election writs was pushed back to August the 12th and Don Wiseman asked our correspondent in PNG, Scott Wyde, if any more delays can be expected. Everyone's at least trying to be confident that there'll be no more delays. And from last week, the Sundown province presented all its writs to the Governor-General. There'll be a few more provinces and election managers from those provinces bring the writs personally to Port Mosby. We expect to see more of that this week. And there may be a few delays, but for example, the new electorates in, in the central province that have been created from yesterday, we saw a few delays reported. Whether the they'll be given an extension or whatever, we, we're not too sure. Returning officers from those electorates have said, you know, we're facing delays. These are the problems that we have, and we're confident that we will meet the deadlines. There's no one voting anywhere anymore? No, 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 no more voting. 
Now, we've had police say that they've got 15 candidates in Enger, or across Enger, who they're hunting because of the election-related violence that the police hold them responsible for having instigated. What have you yes, learned look, about this? Y- yes, I, I think the government needs to appear to be doing its job, and that's the, the message that is being sent out. And generally, they're responding to public demand to have people who have done wrong during the elections tried to hijack or caused violence or instigated the violence and have those people brought to justice. Because in, in 2017, when we had those problems, similar problems, very few were arrested and prosecuted or justice seemed to be done. So this is by far the worst election that we've had so far. And the Prime Minister's made a statement, the National Security Advisory Council has come out and made a statement, the commissioner himself has made a statement that those people who tamper with ballot boxes, who interfere with the electoral process, will be arrested. So uh, there's there's efforts being made to go out and find those people. It, it's a difficult task. I mean, difficult task when you go into villages and tribal areas and ask for the people to bring forward their, their leaders uh, or those who they know have caused problems. So the option there is either to cause another flare-up of violence or to forget it and, and put it aside and let the security forces go back. So that's that's always been the situation in many, many places in Papua New Guinea. A fair number of seats have been declared now. Have we got any idea of what shape of government is going to emerge? Well, there's a PNC camp, a PNC-led camp and a Pangu-led camp. Uh, in in Port Moresby, Lolowata. PNC, that's under Peter O'Neill, and Pangu under uh, James Marape. James Marape, yes. So we we have those two camps. Those are the most prominent camps, and they're the only ones that have a chance of either forming government or going into the opposition. So a lot of new members are being brought into the Pangu camp. The Pangu camp has put pictures on social media showing their presence uh, as soon as the declarations are made. The PNC has been relatively quiet. They've said things, and Peter O'Neill has come out and said things on, on, on the media, but they've been relatively quiet compared to what Pangu has done so far. Community celebrations for Epitoma o Te Reo Māori Kukiharani o Cook Islands Language Week are in full swing in Aotearoa. Events have been taking place across the country, igniting a love of language in the next generation. RNZ Pacific reporter Lydia Lewis has been speaking with community members across many different generations. Pametua Cook Island elders are being celebrated for their invaluable knowledge. Yorana, my name is Ake Mitchell. I'm originally from Rarotonga, Titikaweka, born and raised in the Cook Island, and then migrated to New Zealand with my family. Once they have passed, there is no knowledge Rotorua Cook Islands Community Secretary Tere Piua and her community have spent time this week learning from Pametua Ake Mitchell. She's 73 years young. She's a blessing for our family and our community. Mrs Piua says language and art, including divaivai, are entwined in her vibrant and colourful culture, passed down from her mum. For me, watching my mum, she didn't want to have a restaurant birthday. She wanted to come and continue to show her skills, her expertise with our mapu, our young youth, 
and why it's important because her mother taught her. This week, Ake Mitchell celebrated 73 years her way by teaching the art of tivaivai making. I just love doing that. Even though now, I just love to do uh, pillow slip embroideries or whatever. I just love doing it. It's, it's an ongoing thing. You know, I just love doing it. In Tamaki Makoto, Auckland, 11-year-old Jared, who goes to Manurewa Intermediate School, is participating in a speech competition as part of Epitoma o Te Reo Māori Kuki Arani. My full name is Jared Greg Julioso Tangupoko, and I go to Manurewa Intermediate. Kwaio, ko Jared Greg Julioso Tangupoko toku ingoa, i tainga uru o komateiti, e toro ko tūkana, e taitua ine. Jared is the only grandchild out of 36 or 37, he isn't quite sure, to learn te reo Māori kuki arani so far. It's actually hard because this is actually my first time speaking my own language, but I got my grandparents' house help, so... And there is a bonus when you go to your grandparents' home to practice your speech. They always give us food, <laughs> donuts, minus... His uncle, Jay Upoko, knows what it's like to take that first step into enriching your own cultural understanding. When we were at high school, uh, we were just trying to find our own identity. So with the help of uh, our elders, um, community and um, aunties and uncles, we we started learning more about being Cook Islanders and our culture. So we thought, um, we'll start a band um, for fun, just trying to learn our, our our language through through music and song. And then twenty years later, we've had the privilege of uh, recording uh, two albums to ourselves. We've been part of productions, and we've been around the world, been in Dubai and Spain and Japan through singing cultural songs. Um, we ended up having a better understanding of our own language. Right across Aotearoa, music has been pulsing through the community, bringing joy, rekindling memories and giving hope for the future of a language that has been classed as endangered by UNESCO. To see that in your grandchildren, uh, almost a piece of you is being rekindled or ignited in the child is kind of fulfilling. I speak to my girls to my children, mainly on greeting side of things, kiorana, yamanuya, koe, simple sort of terms, and they respond appropriately. Meitaki e papa. From the village of Tupapa in Rarotonga, Tupu Araiti, who runs a Cook Islands community radio station in Lower Hutt, says this week's language events have been wonderful. He says seeing young people's faces light up by the rhythm of the music and sound of the language that is so dear to his heart brings great joy. It's part of me. The resurgence of the Māori language has been tremendous in in terms of just sort of kind of filling a a void, a a gap that hasn't been there for a wee while. Just one week to celebrate a language so rich. Ake Mitchell hopes the celebrations will continue every week and continue to be passed down from generation to generation. Oh, well, I'm so proud that I'm here to celebrate our Cook Island language, to tell the Cook Island everybody that... uh, to, uh, to love their <clears throat> to love their language to love Cook Island's language because that's where our roots come from.
from the Cook Islands, from Rarotonga. You know, for the young ones, young children to hold on. A journey just kicking off for young Jared, who has a dream that may just fulfil the wishes of community leaders. To create my own band like Mangu. To learn the language and to learn the culture so that it won't, it won't fade away. Mei taki maata ake Mitchell, kia manuia koe e toora ano anga. That brings us to the end of Pacific Waves for today. Remember, you can download us free to your device from Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can also find us. Mei taki, arirā.